Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So we told you a couple of months ago that Britney Spears, when the conservatorship ended, um, the personal conservator of Britney Spears uh, put together a list of warnings of things she should not do. One of them was keep knives away from her because she has a fascination with knives. She sleeps with a knife in her room and it came home to roost last night. Yeah, and she um, showed this off to the world by posting a very disturbing video uh, of herself with some kitchen knives, some chef's knives, while dancing around, spinning with these knives. With her dogs around. Every time I look at it, it's Ugh. more concerning. But um, she obviously, is, she is saying that she she followed up by saying these are not real knives. Right. I, I actually, I didn't see how this was reassuring. Anyway, I started playing in the kitchen with knives today. Don't worry, they are not real knives. Halloween is soon. Okay, we all saw and heard the video. You hear the clanking. you hear the clanking of the. They're real knives, very clearly. Um, can't speak to the sharpness of them, but it brings home what I we were telling about you. That. Right, right. I mean, we did the documentary on Britney and the issue conservatorship, and it became really clear: knives are an issue. It's a thing with her. But the the thing that I immediately thought when I saw that video was she's in the house by herself, largely by herself now, and there isn't someone. Yeah, that list was great when the conservatorship ended. When there were, you know, when Sam was there, Sam's not there now. And so, you know, it's concerning. And we should note, I mean, she added the don't worry part after she started to get backlash because I saw the original post and she only said, I started playing in the kitchen with knives today. That was it. And then people started to comment and say, hey, this is really dangerous. This is messed up. Then she turned comments off and added that to her caption. So clearly she saw the heat from this. And I mean, a lot of people have been trying to figure out, obviously we know that she has this fascination with knives, but why she decided to post this video, and some are tracing back to the VMAs actually, where Shakira did something similar. Um, of course, hers were probably stage knives, uh, but she did a performance where she had two knives and she was dancing with those too. So people are trying to draw that comparison. Brittany hasn't really explained why she decided to post it, but no matter what, it's super dangerous. Super dangerous, and I think that point that when she initially did it and said, I got these from the kitchen, you get real knives from the kitchen. And those right. are real knives. And there is concern here. And look, um, you know, this conservatorship is over. There is nobody watching her anymore. And the question, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? But it seems like whichever you choose, this is a dangerous thing. If right. only, I mean, right. even if you still believe that she should not be under a conservatorship, and I, I get that feeling, but you can still look at this and say, all right, she, maybe she doesn't need a conservatorship, but that's dangerous and someone has to speak to her. Someone has to intervene here in some way. Doesn't have to be a conservatorship. Who? But who? someone needs who, who, to Who, who, who? There's well, nobody. That's, well, that's the problem. She's estranged from her family. Sam's gone. Who? Who? Is her manager and her lawyer, right? I mean, who her else? Her manager is? and her lawyer are now responsible 
for caring for Britney Spears? I'm not saying that that's that it's fair to them or that's right, but that's all who's that's all that's left. Something's got to change too, because even when Sam was around and we know things were a little more stable, you wouldn't really see the mess in the background. Her living room was always very neat and tidy. This time, you kind of see pillows everywhere. It is a lot messier, so it, it does. Yeah, appear I'm not going to call her out for that. But but look, it, look it used to be a lot different. It used yeah, to be clean no, and tidy, and now it's not. And you know, again, she has a problem, and I, I'm not saying. God, you know, bring the conservatorship back because I don't even know how that could ever happen again right. because even judges are scared of being trashed in social media. Judges get elected in California. So I don't even see that happening. But again, I'm going to go back to something we've talked about, which is, yeah, Jamie Spears was probably was not the right person to continue a conservatorship because she was miserable and you don't want somebody miserable. So whether Jamie did a good job or a bad job, it was bad casting, but the issue is, do you literally throw the baby out with the bathwater and say the conservatorship is over, or, do you, did, or would it have been, been a better idea for people to say, we don't know, we don't know whether she's got a mental illness or not right. and whether she needs it, maybe we'll leave it to doctors to make the decision. Doctors never weighed in when this conservatorship ended. Right. They never weighed but in. But I, I guess the more, that, you're right, that's looking back, Maybe I maybe I think it's important to look back on this. You can, but I guess the more important issue is what do you do now? So the conservatorship is over. What do you do now? I do not think there's a good solution at this point. Hey guys, I'm Nikia from Los Angeles. Um, you know, if you would have told me 20 years ago that Britney Spears would still be making headlines for doing something wild, I probably wouldn't have uh, believed it. I think that two things can be true at the same time. I think that we should be very concerned about Britney. But I do think someone who has been in the limelight for 25 years and have garnered so much attention, whether good or bad, I think that she's addicted to the attention. And I think that she knows when she makes the videos and she's twirling around in her living room with her cute little panties that we are going to comment on it. And the fact that she got these knives after knowing that she's not supposed to be near the knives, I think she understands the type of attention that she's getting. But I do think as fans, we should always keep an eye out for Britney Spears. Yeah. The question is, as much as who's, can, keep, who's we'll keeping an eye there? Right. Okay, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, to Kim Zolciak, who <laughs> wants to give you a little look inside her bedroom this and what's is... going on in her bedroom, all for purposes of getting her divorce thrown out of court. Um, she has filed documents in which she says to the, to the judge, throw out this divorce that Croy has filed because we're still having sex. So, well, and a lot of it. Well, so, what, what, she's, what she's saying is, look, Croy filed for divorce saying the marriage is irretrievably, quote, broken. irretrievably broken. Her point is, that's like how, irreconcilable difference. It's like irreconcilable Same. difference. Right. But she's saying, how can something be irretrievably broken if we're living under the same roof and banging all the time as recently as like she put a the couple date, of weeks September ago? 7th. She put the, she put the, put the, the last date, date in. And she's saying they're constantly having sex. So how can it be irretrievably broken? And guys, you we have to be honest here. I'm sure they would still be having sex if what Kim is saying is true. They would still be having sex if she wasn't in Columbia right now filming this reality show. She's fully calling uh, all of Croy's claims a sham. I don't I don't know what the It's a real I don't know what the judge is going to take on this, but y you can uh, well, you can't. I don't. I don't. Of course, you, <laughs> you can't. Can it's a physical act. You're gonna have that hate, doesn't necessarily. You're gonna have hate sex. Like, a, 
Okay, you're exactly. gonna have insects, but right. but but beyond right. that, they are living still under the same roof. Well, that's a, and that's have a matter of finance. Well, and have okay, and you can explain it all away. But what she's saying, and I think she's gonna lose it, but it's an interesting argument. What she's saying is, look, how you know, irretrievably broken is not just a thing you cl you you check. It's it's a thing. It is. You have isn't to. It? Well, it is, but it is it has meaning to it. And then she's saying. Prove to me this is irretrievably broken if you are still into me enough to have sex with me and live with me. Well, now we've heard from Croy. I mean, that is the argument she's making. She does cite to case law. He says that's really old, and he doesn't mince words here. Here's what Croy says. The fact that I engage in sexual relations with her does not indicate a desire to reconcile. He has no desire to reconcile with her. He's very clear in his response to these documents, and he's saying those old cases don't mean that this marriage isn't irretrievably broken. It is. And so she would, if you want, in my opinion, if she's going to convince the judge... She needs to have proof that during the act, Croy said, I don't know, I, I love, love you. you and I, I want to be with you forever. <laughs> Barring that, I think his response is, says it all, right? So does Croy go into court literally and say, this was hate sex, this Your was Honor? Hate sex. I mean, is that what he says? I don't know what he says, but I want to see the testimony. I really do. This needs it, to. <laughs> I think he says guys say a lot of things right before they have sex. It's to try to have sex. You know? Right. <laughs> well, no, no, no. But does he say, I never said I love you? And right. it's actually it's There was actually, never a word I'm spoken. I'm so angry because she has, she has torpedoed our finances with her gambling. Your Honor, I had to grin and bear it through the entire act. <laughs> This is Dana from Trenton, New Jersey. I wanted to comment on Kim and Croy. Like, I've had about enough of these two um, with the back and forth. I don't know what in the War of the Roses situation they have going on, but for me, her letting us know how much she's sexing her husband, look at her. They live under the same roof. They both look good. I can see that happening. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'm assuming it's your birthday. Some people just wear it for like the month. Yeah, we know people back there that do. Taylor Swift and her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. Can I say that? Not unfair. Uh, maybe. A little stretch. A little you, bit you of a stretch. You can decide, but I will say this. Their big coming out on Sunday at the Chiefs game was not their first date. There's some evidence of this, and we also just know. We know it. We know it from talking to people involved here that this has been going on for quite some time. Um, for several months, they have been seeing each other we can't tell you how many times, but it's more than two for sure. And when you look at what happened, this is not, you know, when you look at Taylor Swift showing up with Travis Kelsey's mom sitting there, that this is not like, oh, um, I'm going to meet your son after the game. No. Right. They, they were his, his mom, his dad, his very close friends, and they all seemed very comfortable with the idea that, like, nobody was... Shocked, oh my God, Taylor's here. And there's a reason for that because they, 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 have, they have history. Yes, but at the same time, Taylor was in a, in a private box, right, with his mom and friends and all that. And we are told that was the first time that she had met his mom. Yeah. And by the way, a lot of people thought like, Taylor uh, Taylor and Donna, Travis's mom, kind of looked like uncomfortable, but we're told Donna actually loved Taylor, thought she was like a lovely person. Um, but yeah, kind of like you guys said, they have hung out in, in a private setting, very personal setting where cameras did not catch them. People didn't really know, but they are a little comfortable with each other. And even after the game, they hung out and apparently were showing some, some PDA. So they're getting close. I can be specific about that. 
that there that there was a point where at, at this party that they had after the game, um, Taylor's sitting on Travis's lap. That's not a first date. No, I, I don't think so either, Harvey. Despite I got made fun of this morning, like you called like a prude basically for that happening. But I think that shows a level of comfortability and familiarity with somebody that sure. uh, you, you know. <laughs> well, that, comfortability that were a word that would be correct. right. That that didn't come out. That didn't come out. <laughs> I, I Listen, noticed that I'm you paused after great. you said it. I'm not hundred percent yet. I was going to give it another try, but I felt like I was going to mess it up again. I think you know. I I, I think it's clear that they have. Uh, I I don't I don't know. I call it a, a, a you know boyfriend and girlfriend at this yeah, point, but I think it's very clear they yet. like each. They, they clearly like each other. Let's be honest. You don't yeah. you don't introduce a, a girl to your mom. And they've been together. And you know, look. I mean, it's obviously complicated because she's about to go on an international tour. It's going to last a long, long time. He has a job. He's got a job, and <laughs> he's that, got a job. That could be that. That could go on. That uh, could take him well into February, February, right? So, um, you know, the reality is there, but they clearly like each other. I cannot remember another couple uh, making so many waves when it was clear that she was at the game Sunday and in the booth with his mom. It was crazy. Everyone was talking about it. It, it was such a big story. So much so, you guys, that I think, just hear me out, I think this is going to be, be the big Halloween duo costume. And here's why. So you remember that video we just showed where Travis was walking out with Taylor and he's wearing like that very, like, um, you know, kind of showy uh, jacket, suit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That jacket has already sold out and it's almost $300. So I think people are gearing up to, you know, fully go forward with them as like a Halloween costume. Yeah, this is the biggest, right. biggest couple Better of the Better than year. Britney Spears. Who, one. who do you think Charlie has already hit up in the office to be the Travis Kelsey to her Taylor Swift? <laughs> hey, don't I know spoil it. <laughs> Devin. I, yep. I, oh, it's yeah. I was going to say, physically, I am totally the closest. Devin. Physically, well, I am the closest. I, I got booted because I was going to be Taylor. Devin was going to be Travis you. Kelsey. I knew it. I knew it. I got it. Nailed it. I got Connor it. Connor Hurley it. came over, and he's like, I'm already doing that. So, so much for that. So, I just want to say one other quick thing, um, and then we're going to move on. The I think the reason that they had this sort of coming out last Sunday is she knows and I guess maybe to a lesser extent he does too, but she certainly knows the waves it causes. And people are going to say, oh my God, they're together. If they went to a restaurant, it's like suddenly they're about to get married. Right. And so you can't. she can't do that unless she knows that there's something real going on. So I almost think you need to road test a relationship in wait, private. Wait, 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 wait. I'm really serious. No, I, oh, oh, I see. The reason they waited. The until reason Sunday. they waited. Got it. That, yes. that you need to almost totally road test that. to make sure that yep. this is kind of a thing before you go out in public because right. you saw what happened. Right. You don't want that to happen in the first date and then all of a sudden, well, what happened there? And I think that's the life she lives. Corny from Pittsburgh goes Stillers and that. Everyone's talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey dating. Good for him. But I got to tell you, I'm more excited about a football-themed breakup album that Taylor Swift releases a couple of years from now. <laughs> Songs like Coach Push Didn't Get a First Down, Tomahawk Shop My Ex, Wish You Were Brady, and See You Later. Wish Steve. You Were Brady. I like that. You've written the whole album. <laughs> Wish You Were Brady. Wish you were Brady. Songs at a future Super Bowl. Uh, I like that. That's what he's going crazy in that. Reagan, send this guy a, a yeah, T-shirt. That's yeah, great. Definitely. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, we got to move on. Yes. Uh, to uh, Ariana Grande and uh, her her new boyfriend. We can say they are definitely boyfriend. Definitely. Ethan Slater. 
going someplace we know she loves, so sort of bringing him into her world, and that is Disney World. Yeah, they went for a day at Disney, and not we, we with, have, we haven't seen not them with his kid. Um, no. They went kid-free. We haven't seen them together since the whole thing broke. Yeah, yeah that's remember. right. This is the first time that we're kind of seeing the first glimpses of them out in public together. And I wish I could definitively say that they're a good-looking couple, but I can't do that <laughs> yet because I can't see them clearly. Um, I'm not really sure what the big secret is. We all know they're dating. I think what they're doing, or what Ariana's doing, is that she knows people are frowning on this relationship because of how it came about. It was messy. There were allegations of her being a homewrecker, et cetera. And people are still kind of like thinking this is sort of icky. And I think that's why they're trying to lay low. Um, are yeah. they a good looking couple? I don't know. I can't really say. Um, they're a unique looking couple. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Fabian. <laughs> and shadowy too. Uh, <laughs> shadowy couple. <laughs> Very shadowy couple. Um, of course, you know, they made the trip. This is as both of their divorces are now officially in the pro in process. Hers um, seems to be much more serene than his. Yes, I well, you know, that's the beauty of they don't have kids. Right. So Lauren Conlon from Manhattan, New York. And ooh, Ariana Grande is getting a bit of a reputation, you guys. I also want to say that's super hurtful of Ethan Slater to be so out and about at this point when he has a wife and a baby at home. Someone who we became very familiar with. Um, under, helped us get through COVID. Yes, uh, Dr. Peter Hotez, uh, gonna be joining us in just a moment. He has a new book out that I think is perfectly timed because of a lot of things that have been discussed lately around the country. The book is called The Deadly Rise of Anti-Science, A Scientist's Warning. The scientist would be Dr. Peter Hotez, and he's gonna join us with what exactly these warnings are. Um, we have had a lot of questions just that we've been talking about around here as far as um, COVID vaccines, boosters, um, Side effects. Look, everybody kind of knows. I mean, this has become a political issue. And, and I, I want to say, for, I, I want to say for better or worse, but there's no better in a political issue. Right. It's worse. Right. Um, and I think that's the cautionary tale. I've kind of read what Dr. Hotez has been talking about. Let's bring him in because yeah. this is uh, this is really important for the future. Indeed, uh, Dr. Peter Hotez, welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, thanks so much. I'm calling from. Uh... A hotel room in New York. So uh, apologies <laughs> for the uh, for the awkward background. At least the bed is made. We're, we're, we're grateful for that. <laughs> no, no thanks to me. No thanks. To me. <laughs> so, um, why do you think um, there is clearly this feeling among some Americans and a fairly big group that they are suspicious of science these days? Yeah, I think it's a really important to separate what's suspicion of the pharma companies from what's suspicion of science. Um, you know, even I have some issues with the fact that Moderna and Pfizer, after taking $25 billion in development costs and advanced purchase costs from the American taxpayer, decide to jack up the price fourfold to $130 a dose for the vaccines, for the COVID vaccines. I mean, guys, have some situational awareness here. I mean, do you want the American people to dislike you? And so um, no question that's an issue. I think but what the book goes into is the fact that, you know, what we often call misinformation or infodemic um, implies that they're just random junk on the internet. And my findings are that this was an organized, politically driven uh, campaign to falsely discredit the effectiveness and safety of COVID vaccines. It's hard to talk about because 
it's it's coming from one side of the political aisle. It's Marjorie Taylor Greene called people like myself medical brown shirts using Nazi paramilitary analogies, um, some conservative senators, and then Governor DeSantis falsely discrediting vaccines from Florida, and then amplified every night on Fox News. And this was documented by two groups, Media Matters, a watchdog group and a research group uh, in Switzerland at one of the major universities there, found that during that Delta wave, when so many Americans were refusing vaccines, every night on Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, they filled their broadcast with anti-vaccine content. I hear what you're saying about, you know, the Tucker Carlson's that there was that kind of anti-science push, but because the messaging wasn't necessarily great, and because there were, you know, over-promises, um, because people knew variants could come, but it wasn't delivered that way to people, that it was political back then, but what I'm feeling now is, you know, that it's gone beyond the right wing of the Republican Party, that you look at people like Bill Maher, who's very skeptical now about the science behind a lot of this just because of the way things were messaged and overpromised. So it feels like the dam is breaking a little bit, that it's not just the right wing of one party. It feels like there's some skepticism that goes way beyond that. I mean, I think part of that, you know, we do need improved science communication, but you also have to remember that it doesn't help when you got this whole group that's weaponizing any science and health communication uh, that's out there. But there is a way to do this. And and that old style of communication that says you have to talk to people like their kids, I think I found that was never very successful. People, you know, wanted wanted to know the detailed information to protect themselves and their families. So I tried to put as much into my cable news hits and, and speaking with you as I could over that short period of time. Yeah, I think that's definitely necessary. So uh, let's get to the question we've been talking about, the boosters now. How, what's different about them now? Do you need to get it? If you've had, in my situation, and I think a lot of people are like, if you've had COVID in the last six months, then do you need to get another booster? Or are you good on antibodies? Or is this a different strain we're dealing with now? Yeah, so the, the currently circulating variants, I, I sometimes call them the Scrabble variants because they use high-value Scrabble letters like X and B and Q. This one is XBB, and it's quite different from the ones that we've seen previously. So the new booster, although they want to call it an annual immunization rather than a booster for reasons that we could talk about, but this new annual immunization um, is specifically targeted to those circulating XBB variants. And the hospitalization numbers, the wastewater numbers the, are all going up. So that when it became available last Saturday, a week ago Saturday, I was first in line to 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 get to get that because I think it's really important to um, uh, that's probably the single most impactful way you can protect yourself from getting uh, severe illness, even if you've had past infection. How long do you think? this booster will last and protect? Well, if it's like the previous boosters, unfortunately, we're probably looking at around six months and 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 then we may need another booster after that. Or, you know, the also the other hope is this XBB circulating variants may be a, a last gasp of COVID-19. Um, I have no evidence for that. That's more of hope, hope and a prayer than anything else. But <laughs> 
Um, but we'll see what happens. You know, if there's variants continue to circulate, we may need an annual or more than annual uh, immunization to, to keep it at bay. Yeah. Well, Dr. Hotez, I'm sure we will be, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, not because we don't enjoy your company, uh, we'll be speaking at some point later this year. But uh, yeah, congratulations know, can I, can on I just, the book. Can I, just say, can I just say one more thing, which is that, you know, in, in the pandemic, people have asked me, you know, who have been the good guys, you know, really trying to get accurate and timely information out there. And uh, people are often surprised when I mention TMZ, but you guys have been extraordinary in really getting good and accurate information out there. Well, thanks for the shout out. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. it. Uh, congratulations on the book. Yep. Uh, it is available now, The Deadly Rise of Anti-Science. Scientist warning, Dr. Hotez, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks, Dr. Thank Hotez. Thank you. All the best. Appreciate it. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Beyonce concerts are serious business. If you go to a Beyonce concert, there you, are You will get the crap rules. beaten out of you if you do not follow those rules. Exactly. One of the rules, uh, you've probably seen some of the viral videos on this. It's called the Mute Challenge. Uh, if you're lucky enough, you've been to the Beyonce uh, Renaissance, one of the Renaissance tour shows, you're familiar with this. During the song Energy, there's a part where she says, everybody on mute. And everything stops. And it really is impressive when you, we're about to play this video for you. It, if you haven't seen it, it is impressive that the entire stadium, 70,000 people. Except one person. But there's always, not always, but frequently there have been people who don't do it and they start yelling in the middle. And they get chastised. I've seen that. But at this Houston show, this is from Sunday night, um, it got violent. Uh, someone was actually struck by another concert goer because they screwed up the mute challenge. She also had some stern words for him, which we had to bleep there. Shut the, you know, what up? Not Beyonce. She no, the, the, no, the, the, the concert goer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy was smiling, like yeah, you smirking. He knew what he was doing. He knew what this he. This is doing. crazy. I mean, we've been seeing this in an, all the NFL stadiums. You can't just assault people. And I mean, I don't know if this guy was just trying to be obnoxious, but you'd he have definitely to. Definitely was. Look you would have to imagine face. though that there are a lot of boyfriends there. You know, people that get dragged there that don't have the memo that they need to be quiet. You can't just assault people because they yell during the mute challenge. That is not a high concept. That is one that is <laughs> but lost on a lot of people these days. Like you say, at football games, at a Beyonce concert, you start beating. And, and that wasn't the I, only I fight, by the way. Part, yeah, and there was another, there was, uh, another fight uh, at a different part of the concert. But I, I think it mattered more to people in Houston. I mean, I literally read a cause newspaper article where, like, we need to get this right, people. Like, this call going out. Wait, 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 wait. You read a newspaper? Well, I mean, I read it online. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I haven't um, seen a newspaper forever, but it's because... I, mean, I read it online. Houston's her hometown, her hometown obviously, yeah. and she said, I think, night two won uh, for Houston as far as the best mute challenge. So, I, I, was this night two or night one? That Sunday was night two. Okay, yes, well, yeah. so I, despite this guy, they, they still won, so... Yeah, uh, although there was a little bit of home cooking. From what I'm told, she went back and did the mute challenge later like she played energy a second time so the first one which you saw there was sort of okay practice i don't want to seem dense when you say home cooking what do you mean home cooking because she's she declared it the best one but it's her hometown 
home uh, cooking means like like when a referee makes a call for the home team, okay. you call that home cooking. I did not know that. All right. <laughs> hey, I'm Ton Johnson in Chicago, and I, I don't agree with the guy getting assaulted just because he yelled out. But at the same time, don't be that guy that ruins other people's moment. Like, these people were waiting for this. It's like going to a New Year's Eve party and yelling out rent to do at midnight. You just shouldn't do it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Um, can we go back to that video? Was he eating popcorn? Yes, he was eating popcorn. Yeah. What's so strange I, about that? No, I just... Uh, people eat popcorn. I, I understand that, but there are like 17,000 people there just wondering how they... We're going to move on. How much popcorn they pop? No, 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 well, just, yeah. When's I mean, the last time you've been to oh a concert? Oh my God, you really have not been no, out. Yeah, this is sad. No, the second time you've made reference to someone eating popcorn at something, you're like, I've been to like weird. Staples and I've never seen them serving popcorn to 17,000 people. I just have not seen it. I'm sorry. Well, not everybody gets popcorn. I mean, okay, let's, <laughs> this is not what the hill we want to die on. Let's they serve hot dogs there too, okay, Harvey. We are going to move on. <laughs> let's move on to uh, Tory Lane's life. Behind bars, which, um, and we had heard this from people uh, connected to him that he was being very upbeat. And to be honest, when I heard that, I was like, well, of course he's gonna say that. But um, yeah, he actually sounds extremely, I don't wanna say happy to be in prison, but um, he's just starting his 10 year sentence. And um, this is a message that he, um, that he left out from, from prison where he seems very happy with his uh, his new surroundings. I'm just happy to get out that county jail. They was hating on the young fly you heard. Having your 24-hour lockdown, half-size cell by myself, no windows, no mirrors. Ain't even seen himself in a whole year, yo. But with all them disadvantages against me, my head has always been held high, man. And I want y'all to know I'm in great spirits. My drive and my ambition is growing stronger and stronger every day. And I'm so proud of how y'all been moving in my support, man. I know this feels like a scary time, but don't be afraid, man. This don't spark no fear in my heart at all. In fact, I'm more prepared than ever. The music, the videos, and all the projects you wanted, they all ready to drop. I don't know, man. Did he just do a promo from prison? Uh, so it sounds like he probably, before he, was, before he was taken into custody, recorded a bunch of stuff, including music videos, that he's going to continue to drop over I don't know how what period of time, but he's in for uh, I, yeah, at least I, 10 years. I, I, I don't know that once he finishes talking for, for his fans, if that's how he really feels. If that's how he really feels. Well, before this audio came out, I spoke with a member of Tory's legal team, Caesar McDowell, and he told me that Tory wants to be in general population. He doesn't want to be siloed off in a wing by himself in isolation. He wants to be amongst other people where he can join groups, and hopefully that might expedite the process of him being released from prison. Uh, but to your guys' point, I'm curious how well-received his music's going to be, given the fact that he's been under scrutiny for so long. Yeah, yeah and by the way, we should say that's so he's... What he's referring to there is he he was in county jail during the trial, right? Um, and or immediately after the trial, but now he's been transferred to, to that prison, prison uh, state prison. Yeah, and I mean I get why he wants to be in general population because like he was talking about twenty three hours a day that you're in solitary essentially, uh, you only interact with guards. Um, yeah. I could see why he would want that. Hi, I'm Randall Gonzalez from Rural Oaks, Houston, Texas. He being in isolation like that is for his own protection because I guarantee all the gang members, the Crips, the Bloods, the whoever, they're going to uh, go after him because he's got money. So he's got to be very careful of that. And being in segregation, he's going to wish he was back there. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean that's the double-edged sword double -edged of sword. it, right? He, he may be thinking, oh, I'll be fine at Gen Pop because I'm a celebrity. They'll like me, but we could also work The prison it. doesn't want that on its hands if right. something bad happens. I have not seen Barbie yet. I know you have. I have. I have very strong opinions about it, which we're not going to get into because this <laughs> is about... This is about what Barbie is doing for people on an emotional level. Beyond the movie, and obviously this is spurred on because of the movie, um, but there is a trend now um, that people are so proud of this, actually they are sharing it by the droves on TikTok. They are buying Barbie dolls as emotional support. Emotional and support dolls. Yes. Um, here's an example. Here's, one here's example. an example. much a Barbie doll costs, but I do know what therapy costs. And your money might be better spent on therapy, is all I'm saying. Look, you guys can giggle about this, but you know, you're just connecting with your inner child. There's grown men that still play video games, okay? And there's still grown men out there that still like to That's watch- That's not about not for emotional, yeah. but not for emotional support. Yeah, uh, uh, no. But the emotional support is it makes you feel good, it makes you feel empowered, reminds you of your childhood. Like, no secret, I have Barbies at my desk. And like you know, stuff from my childhood, but, but, like hold, my hold little Hold on, before we just throw, hold on, hold on. Before we just throw around words, how is it? And I'm trying to understand this. How do you feel empowered by as a owning kid, a Barbie doll? As a kid, you're right. not empowered. Because as a kid, you have no power. That's you have no That's power. That's whole thing. Your when you're a kid, you're like, I want to grow up. You. So I'm, I want right. to understand this. How do you feel empowered? For some people, they didn't get that chance to get that Barbie doll that they maybe really, really wanted. Their parents couldn't afford it or whatever. So now they're going and they're buying that Barbie that they never had. Or, you know, some people are buying it for their parents where, you know, their their parents didn't get to have a Barbie ever. You know, they only had dolls, like baby dolls or something, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it's gifting stuff to yourself and to others that you never really got and you always wanted. I, 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 let's, I, let's, let, let's, let's take the high road and let's say, you know what, if it's making people feel better, more power to them, right? On the other hand, <laughs> and we're off the road. <laughs> On the other hand, I mean, it, it, there's, there's kind of this false sense of comfort that you think you're getting from this inanimate object. And I, I understand some, some people bring like their their favorite blanket on an airplane because it makes sure. them feel more comfortable. And I get it on that level, but it doesn't substitute. So what's happened, I'm sorry, what has happened in this society is that we, uh -oh. we, no, we have <laughs> jettisoned human interaction for cell phones, texting, Slack, all of these things, Zoom, all of these things that have caused us not to, con not to communicate and interact person to person. And I just feel like all of a sudden that these dolls are becoming the source of comfort is an extension of the lack of human interaction that has caused people not to socialize and has really caused us to stunt our growth as human beings. Hi, my name is Kayla and I'm from Bridgeport, Connecticut. And my thoughts on this craze of people purchasing emotional support Barbie dolls, um, 
it's a little it's a little crazy to me. I'm sorry. Um, I had Barbies when I grew up. I played with them. I combed their hair. I did everything other little girls did. But then I grew up, right? Um, and I don't see the connection as to how dolls can validate me or give me a purpose. Um, but then again, on the flip side, I was trying to get into people's like shoes, why are they purchasing these dolls and why they feel such validation? And to me, the only thing I could come up with is just them reminiscing on happier times. I got to say, I'm really impressed. That was really well-reasoned. That was really thoughtful. That was really good. Thank you. Really tried to see the other side, even though she yeah, doesn't. Yeah, no, that was really, really good. Which is better than what you did. I was making a point. Okay, I'm an advocate. Bad Bunny's got a new song. Um, we've got a preview for you. Um, and it actually the song is called a preview subtle homage mm-hmm. to his girlfriend um, Yeah, I think that's how fans are taking it and actually I don't even know that it's all that subtle because it's filled with things that are all about Kendall um, Here's just a little look the song is called in preview Baby, yo no tengo miedo. A lot of cowboys. Horses. A lot of horses. A lot of horses. Yep. There's part of this music video, too, that has a girl, uh, and one of the parts is they show, like, a silhouette outline, and it looks exactly like Kendall on the, on a horse, because, you know, Kendall's an equestrian, and they also, both of them went horseback riding back in April together, right. so uh, this is cute. Uh, his last public relationship was the end of last year, and the lyrics are kind of telling because he's saying, I don't mind falling in love again, so it's kind of like, hmm, maybe this relationship is the real thing. Maybe this is love. Yeah, Master D of Texacana. And uh, how do we know that he's the song is not about the horse? Maybe he loves the- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe Kendall should actually be worried here. Oh my god, wow. you are hysterical. That's, that is funny. <laughs> that's okay. That's the best one liner I've heard in a long time. <laughs> what else do you guys want to talk about? Nicole from Tennessee. And for Brittany, I think recently we have seen her um, not surrounded by people who have the best interests for her, that being her parents, her sister, even, you know, in her marriage. So I think it's time for someone to step in who really has her best interests and cares for her at heart. Like, you know, like, who? Like, like who? Like who? Like who is that That's person? Her children. Her children who we've seen her, you know, recently reconnecting with. No, um, they're not. Really... They're not. The kids are in Hawaii and they don't want to see her right now. That's and this problem. probably, and this isn't helping that situation, I'm sure, with the videos like this. Absolutely. Um, it's it's a, a tough. It's I, a tough. I hear situation. what you're saying. I, we agree. Someone should intervene. We just, it's who that person is. Who That's is the big it? question. Uh, one more. Chris Sumlin in Phoenix, Arizona. And I just want to say I'm so happy for Taylor Swift and Britney Spears and everything that's going on in pop culture right now. Britney needs some help. We have to get her together. And I'm hoping that someone can intervene because her book is coming out. We have a Britney Spears book coming soon. We do. Uh, it's coming out next month. What about um, Taylor? And Taylor Swift, I think she's really happy in this relationship. It looks fun. It looks good. It's really blowing up his career. I think he may be an opportunist to some degree. But yes, I love Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey together. It's a hit. The mom looks happy. Like, she's making us excited about NFL football again. Is that what it takes to get excited about NFL football? <laughs> Seriously? It does help Travis cross over into a much broader audience. Did you read today? Did you read today? 
that um, the um, Travis Kelsey jerseys are selling better than Patrick Mahomes. I it's read the first it time that on happened. TMZSports.com, actually. That's where I read it. Indeed. <laughs>